You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Kim McCusick joins us in studio. Filmstudybaltimore.com. Good morning, Ken. How's it going, Rob? Doing well, man. You did a very interesting bi-week roster evaluation and his relative uh, productivity relative to cap. Mm-hmm. I want to go to to the pass rushers. Uh, I should say the um, yeah, the pass rushers, the outside linebackers. Who was performing best or uh, relative to cap? So you know, it's it, it ends up being a little bit of a complex question because you you know everybody would say Jadavian Clowney he's been very valuable certainly relative to the cap. The guy who's you know currently under contract still under team control, Adafi Owe, is one of the young producers on the team who's producing most above the uh, cap valuation right now. But then Clowney is has been outstanding. Uh, he's one of the veterans. Um, one of the things in doing this article every year is that is that it's very hard ever to win a free agency transaction by a lot. You're right. paying market value. You're competing against other market participants, and and people should recognize the value of Clowney. In this particular case, they didn't happen to or Van Noy. Now let me let me ask you this: so the lower the cap and the higher the productivity, that's what you're producing yes. best. That's the so surplus got, value. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So when you look at some of the guys, and I know we talk about developmental guys as well. Um, where are you seeing some value there? Or which guys are you really intrigued? Because like the Ravens, I feel like have done a really good job, and we see it a lot with the pass rushers. People get frustrated they don't come on right away, but mm-hmm. we've seen guys like Paul Kruger, Matt Judon, other players start to figure it out. Tyus Bowser felt like he was starting to figure it out a little bit. Um, where do you do you see any guys on this list that you really like? Yeah, I mean there there still is value. The developmental group is honestly weaker on the defense than it's been in years past at this point in the season. So you know I'll go down the list of the guys who were there. Jalen Armour Davis. I think it's a real question as to whether he ever is a producer now at this point. Malik Ham, interesting mm. candidate, outside linebacker, can play Just the Sam back. role, and it'll be a second second year next year. So that that's a possibility. Harrison will be graduating off this list because he goes to a second contract, but I think he will be a survivor with the team. Jeremy Lucian, watch for that name. Um, I think they're they're grooming him to be a safety. I'm very excited about his future, but he's one of the only guys on the practice squad who really is a prospect. Uh, Ajabo now has lost two years of his career, so Paul Kruger was at about the same spot. Yep. We can still hope. Tavius Robinson, 31% of the snaps as a rookie. I think that's exciting. Uh, Trenton Simpson, I don't think we've seen anything compelling yet, but hopefully he'll be forced into a larger role and have a have learned by fire next year in Queen's absence. Uh, Trey Swilling might be a guy who could bring something. Not a particularly fast guy, so a uh, real question as to exactly how he fits into the secondary. Uh, Ardarius Washington, you know, locked up the the uh, nickel role coming out of camp. He'd be a guy. And then the uh, uh, I think Pepe Williams. I think it's a question as to whether he produces either. So some of these guys already kind of running out of time in the in the uh, developmental category on defense. Okay, with uh, Kim McCusick, Ken, you already assumed that Queen would be gone, and I mm-hmm. save assumption. Matt BK. And if so, looking at the guys that are on the roster right now, what type of productivity are you getting from them 
that can replace Justin Matabike. Well, Travis Jones is is the key player on the Ravens' defensive line at this point. I think that they will make an effort to sign Matabike. I think that makes sense. I don't think it would honestly make sense to go after Queen. They just offered him an extension. He turned it down, right? I read that somewhere. Bef- somebody said before the season. Was I it? That what it was? What, okay. Is what it was. So, so you know, he he bet on himself. He he won, and uh, now the Ravens will have to, you know, if they want to participate in the market, they'll have to make him a a, a nice offer here. Queen's already talking about, you know, he wants twenty million dollars a year. Fantastic. If you can get that somewhere, I, I hope he does. Mm-hmm. The Ravens hopefully will send him off with a Super Bowl ring. But they're not tapping into the value of the versatility of that weak side linebacker spot where you can play a dime and you can play a two-down thumper and you can get that job done for a third of the cost. And I, I just don't I, – I, it's also less injury risk at the position. I just don't see how the Ravens don't try and tap into that given the Lamar Jackson contract. Well. Yeah. And just let me piggyback off of uh, like some of the things we were talking about because like some of the the cap concerns. Veteran, I brought up Matt Judon. Um, Rocky Sin's been a disappointment, mm-hmm. right? Overall, uh, what, what do you think happens with some of these guys? Uh, so Yasin, I think will be gone. The, the rest of the of the free agent uh, group that, of doing the veterans now we're talking about. Um, some of them will be back, and some of them won't be all that expensive. So the group that group includes um, Arthur Mallette, Delshawn Phillips, uh, Kayvon Seymour, Brent Urban. Uh, Daryl Worley, those guys, no problem. They can bring them back at a vet minimum contract, and they'll, in fact, provide that roster fungibility at the end of the roster to, to have those spots be available for a handshake deal, bring right. them back, you know, kind of thing. So it's very valuable to the team. Um, in, in terms of the other players, Clowney, they're going to have to bid for. And I, I, I'm afraid the, he, you know, he's been kind of a mercenary his whole career, and as much as he fits <laughs> in the system, I mean, I think there's a, a pretty good chance he, he moves on next year. Ronald Darby is the really interesting one. The tremendously valuable depth. He's at an age. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people after him. Maybe the Ravens can get you know a two-year, five, five to six million dollar deal uh, done. It'd be in that range, I think. And the other one that I really want them to make a make a attempt on is Michael Pierce. Yeah, because um, I think he's just very key to their run defense and and what they do in passing. That that is right about Jadavian uh, uh, Clowney. He mm-hmm. is you know he's going to go to the highest bidder, and I'm not criticizing yep. him. Uh, he signs short contracts. Get the most money out, sort of like Darrell Revis was on the back end of his mm-hmm. his uh, career. Listen, everybody wants to talk about Lamar and the contract and whether or not he's performing up to it. No one can answer that question like my man Kim McCusick. And on the other side, we're going to look at the offensive side of the ball and the guys that are producing relative to the cap. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Kim McCusick joins us. Talking some Ravens football. By the way, we were just talking about white people dancing. Uh-huh. Uh, and that thing, Jim, that was Jim Morrison all over again, right? The way they were, body shaking and moving. That's what it looked like. It was uh, a little disturbing there. A little disturbing there, no doubt. Uh, you're looking at this situation with the Baltimore Ravens. Before the season started, during the offseason, Lamar, Lamar, Lamar. Lamar was a talk of the town. Um, and you're doing this thing uh, with productivity relative to the cap. Is Lamar producing up the standards relative of the cap. I, I can't even imagine uh, answering that question no ever for Lamar Jackson. He makes every other player on the field better, and so any kind of evaluation system seems to fail to capture that. The PFF people admit, you know, I talk to them fairly regularly, that they don't really have a way to capture that, to grade for that. Uh, it's just how, how much of a gravitational impact right. he has to make other running backs better, for example, um, or, or receivers for that matter. Right. Uh, so I think I think yes. And and honestly, let's say the answer were no to that. The Ravens can't do anything about it for years. So it's not actionable. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Let me let me get back to what, what we kind of talked about in the yeah. first segment of the defense. How about the developmental players on offense? Because I think we're we're kind of intrigued by some of them, and you know, with some guys to sign, uh, you could be relying on some a little bit more than others. Yeah, it's it's an interesting set on offense. You probably have a little bit more um, future talent in this group, but I'll, I'll go down them real quickly. So we have Sala, um, who I think we were kind of hoodwinked into thinking was a was a potential starter this year. You see him on the field. There's no way in heck that he was ready to play, you know, NFL football. But anyway, it might be in the future. Uh, Cleveland entering his fourth year. I, the the clock is really running out of the hourglass for him. He needs to get on the field and play, and he might. Um, next year if, if Simpson is not here. Falele has, has shown nothing really in two years. He's given up seven and a third sacks and a very low number of snaps, 233 career scored snaps as I have it. Uh, Kolar um, is, has had a tough second year after being effectively injured his whole first year or most of it. Um, only one target since a drop in week one. This is his time right now. These last five games will decide a lot about uh, what kind of star Charlie Kolar is for the Ravens. Likely, I think, he's in a good position right now. Uh, he's, he's coming out of the uh, the doghouse from the big drop against the Colts and, and has, will have an opportunity in these remaining games. Uh, Tayshawn Manning mm-hmm. is a name to watch out for next year, a guy who kicked around between Auburn and then to Kentucky for his final year. Um, enormous man, overcame leukemia in high school. He is a body-sculpting project to say the least meaning he's fat <laughs> oh. really needed to, to move i thought him. he was chiseled like body yes. skull. Like, yes. nah, <laughs> we need to work some of that he off. needs <laughs> body skull i was gonna say yeah he's a, he's a specimen huh <laughs> let me go through the rest of the guys here real quick trenton simpson we haven't really seen yet but but we will uh i think i i, I talked about trenton simpson while i was supposed to be talking about john simpson on offense but john simpson has not really been able to get over his penalty so i'll, I'll, I'll toss that out there as well vocalek uh, uh has three practice squad elevations available but they haven't used one yet so that's a shame. And here's the big name that, that I think a lot of people have forgotten is Andrew Voorhees will be available and probably yep. playing guard on one spot for the Ravens next year. Yeah. Here with uh, Ken McCuse, uh, filmstudybaltimore.com. Ken, I mean, I haven't, unless I missed it, I haven't heard you go on the opposite side. Is there someone on this Baltimore Ravens team that's performing way under uh, their cap value? 
they have three guys on, on the on the on the offense who aren't, and one guy on the defense. The guy on the defense, let's talk about him for a second. Is, is Tyus Bowser? Obviously, he's on NFI, so in a certain sense, they're not paying him. Why should they bother? Well, it, it, he's impacted their plans, and they can't right. plan around having him for the whole year. Um, it, it'd be a real question. I think that there's going to have to be some serious fence mending for him to be back next year, but it's possible. Um, Odell Beckham, obviously, everybody talks about how he was really tied into a Lamar contract, but he's not playing up to eighteen million dollar contract. So. I doubt he'll be around next year. Devin Duvernay is a guy who might have, but they've just taken him out of the offense entirely. This would be these five weeks um, would be a possibility to get him back in, but uh, you know they, they don't have Mark Andrews. There might be a, some wide receiver heavy packages he could participate in, but he's been even cut out of most of the gadget plays. And of course, the big one is the one they're really going to have to make a big decision about is Ronnie Stanley. And he's had a terrible year on the field. Um, and all I can say is the 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 thing that will might keep him around is the barriers to entry are very high at left tackle, uh, and you know getting your new franchise left tackle takes either a lot of draft capital or a ton of the cap, and uh, it'd be very difficult for the Ravens to do that. Well, moving forward, so looking at this team, what do you think they have to do to get the one seed? Um, how important is that to you, Ken? Because like it, it would be nice to know that all the games are going to be played here in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this team has been playing really well, and what sucks is you look at some of the hiccups they had along the season, they could have some, as I call them, break points, if you will, like, you know, having some opportunities here. It's like, oh, we had a bad week, but look, as long as we do this, we're locked in. What do they have to do? Yeah, so winning the Colts game, obviously, is this, would have would put them in a wonderful position right now, but that's not where we are. Um, their destiny is in their own hands if they win out, so start with that. They can likely get there with 4-1, and one, and that's the most likely path. And now they've got a couple different ways. They can either beat Jacksonville and Miami while Kansas City loses one more game, it's it's the easiest path they've got. It's not easy, but it's the easiest path they have. I think I handicapped that Jeremy at about twenty four percent that that exact thing happens. But with the Monday night loss of Jacksonville, they can also now get in with a four and one record, even if the loss is to Jacks. But what would have to happen is they'd have to then go beat San Francisco on the road. Yeah. And you know it's a it's a tougher one, but it adds another you know permutation that could work. I believe for them. they should be favored. So the Miami's at home, uh, Jack or Jacksonville's mm-hmm. at home, uh, road, right. on the road. So yeah. depending on Trevor Lawrence's situation, because th- somebody said he looked like like somebody had said they looked like they were helping out a drunk woman out of a bar while they were walking him down the hallway. Uh, he looked really hobbled. So we'll see how long that takes. But you know they should be favored in most of their games, which I know that's not. The end all be all, but it's a good sign knowing that you should be. Jacksonville without Trevor Lawrence, I think Ravens are favored. Four and a half, five and a half, what do Probably. you think? Probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it would be over a field goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely. Here with Kim McCusing, film study, Baltimore.com. Ken, I know you watched a lot of film also on this bye week. Um, from the coaching standpoint, what do you think the Ravens have to do to get ready for that? that murderous schedule that they have in the second half? So yeah, a few things. I mean, they really need to continue to make sure that the zone defense that they have is, is frustrating the good quarterbacks. And mm-hmm. they got they had a big break to have, you know, Lawrence be likely replaced by Beathard for that game. But they still face Stafford, Purdy, Tua. It's, a, it's, a, it's exactly the type of quarterbacks they're going to be facing in the playoffs. So they've got to get ready for that, and this will be a good litmus test. They need to have health. So they need Humphrey and Matabike back. And most importantly, they need to not fall prey to what every other AFC team seems to have, which is having their quarterback hurt. So yeah. uh, Jackson, keeping him not injured and finding him ways to manufacture time and space for him, absolutely key down the stretch. You can't make use of Bateman as a route runner if you can't manufacture time and space for Jackson. Let me ask you about looking ahead just a little bit with uh, the Rams coming to town. They had a good game last week. I don't know what happened to the Browns' defense uh, out in L.A., but – uh, I, I think you can throw on them. You're not going to run on them much. And now you see them come to town here. Stafford, 
What, what have you seen? For, have you seen anything that, that you think you can frustrate this guy with um, or getting after him? Because pressure is one thing. He will dirt the ball near a, a running back. He's a very smart quarterback. Uh, Puka Nakua seems to be a problem. That's that's a guy, a young player. But this Rams game, Ravens are seven half point favorites. This should be after a bye week, uh, an open shut case, in my opinion, for the Ravens. Just worried about the W, not the spread, but winning this game. Yeah, I mean, they want to keep the back end shut down. They've done that very effectively against quarterbacks like Burrow. I think Stafford is a guy who doesn't mind uh, you know, going underneath, but he probably gets a little bit frustrated by screen pass, screen pass, screen pass to wide receiver the way that Burrow is not frustrated. Burrow is willing to do that for a long period of time. So we'll see. Stafford is, is mistake-prone. Um, as, as good as he is as a quarterback, as smart as he is, he, he occasionally lets the football go as a gunslinger once in a while, and, and you know, eyes on the quarterback are the big solution for that. Yeah, no doubt about that. He is a uh, uh, he. He makes mistakes in bunches. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's spread out throughout the course of the yeah. season. He'll have two or three games. Where it looks like he has no clue what's going on. Then he'll write the ship and, and get hot down the stretch. Thank you so a lot, Kim McCusick, Film Study Baltimore. Tell folks in Baltimore about the website. Yep, uh, uh, filmstudybaltimore.com and uh, Film Study Baltimore Ravens Talk is the podcast. Lots of articles out there, and there's a good one now on pace relative to expectation if you're into uh, statistical analysis. I love that. Because I, I I, the, the thing I talk about, and again, last night looking at basketball games, pace is the most important thing to me when I'm betting totals and knowing that shots are going up. Doesn't always mean the shots are going to go in, but that's kind of one of the differences. Like even uh, the Pacers last night, everybody wanted to bet the over on that game. That pace should have been fast, but Boston slows them down. So. You know, it's, it's, it's a give and take in figuring those things out. So I, I love listening to the statistical breakdowns of all that stuff. Andy Gosden did a good article on the Orioles and their lease. He's from the Baltimore Banner. He'll join us at 845. But on the other side, speaking of the Orioles, will they be able to improve their pitching staff through trades this offseason? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. 
Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Jeremy, in the grand scheme of things, the Orioles' starting rotation wasn't bad in 2023. You agree? No, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. But in the grand scheme of things, Jeremy, do they have to get better? Yes. Do they, do they have to get better? Yes, because if you want to win a World Series, you do. Like, I think, you know, we look at this team. There's a lot of young guys. There's a lot of what I would deem number two, number three starters with Kyle Bradish and Who's number two? And Grayson having the potential to be number ones uh, from what we've seen from them. Uh, but they're not there yet, I don't think. I mean, Bradish really took a huge step forward last year. Um, so, but when you're getting in the playoffs, you know what you're competing with. Uh, you know, these teams that, that have the upper echelon pitching that can shut you down – you have one of two two choices. Either you build from the front or you build from the back. So you can bolster the bullpen and keep good starters, not great starters, and work it out. But I do think they need a front-line guy. Let me be devil's advocate for a second. You say they have two guys that can be number ones. Now, their biggest problem last year, they had no playoff experience. Mm-hmm. Was this year's playoff experience enough to deem them with playoff experience? Yeah, I think as soon as you get in, you get those feels, you get the emotion, you mm-hmm. see the stadium and what it's like. Yeah, I and the experience thing I do think is a bit overrated, but you don't know it until you get there. Um, you know, there's there's sometimes in pressure situations, even playing sports, that you kind of feel that, right? Have you been in front of a huge crowd mm-hmm. playing the game? It feels different. Like even playing high school ball, when the when the uh, the arena's packed, there's a different feel. The fans are close to the, the court or whatever. In baseball, it's kind of the same way. You got to create a sense of urgency. Yeah, and um, I, I just I really like the direction this team's going in. I heard some of the comments from from Mike Elias uh, at the winter meetings and kind of talking about it. And he said he didn't understand the fact of people saying, you got too many prospects, you got to move some. You got a lot of outfield prospects. Yeah, and he talked about being able to, being willing to trade those guys if necessary. uh, We're definitely prepared to. I mean, we've had a lot of conversations dating back to the trade deadline where we've made, um, you know, some of our more famous prospects available. I think what I would stress is just because we have this wonderful farm system um, and we theoretically would have the ability to um, match or top people's trade offers. Um, we also have to worry about the balance of the trade itself, not just you know who who we're outbidding. And um, these are a lot of our players are are, are prospects. I mean, these are guys that are um, have tools, are performing, performing in AAA, our consensus top 50 prospects in baseball and every third party you look at. We got teams asking about them left and right. Um, you know, you don't just just uh, throw those guys into trades and um, write it off. You know, those are those are players that, that are going to be helping not only soon, but helping for a long time. Yeah, I, I see, I just think he's so smart. And so even, even the comment he made about, like, we, you know, people saying that we have too many prospects and that we need to move them, he said it's not a need. Like, there's no yeah. such thing as having too many prospects. You can have a log jam and trying to figure things out, but that does alleviate some stress, you know, if you've got guys waiting in the wings to get here. Cause, but like, there's we, no need to get rid of them. Yeah, when we go back to the 2000s, we were rushing prospects. Like, right? We, we were trying to get guys to the majors as quick as we could because you Remember were hearing Jeffrey about Jeffrey Antino? From Double A, uh, I mean, there were so many guys—the Hayden Pens, the Adam Lowens. The I mean, there were just all these guys that just didn't pan out. But you know, I, I go back and and look at this team and the way that they're constituted. You're going to have some special players that are really early in their careers. Well, and 
I can't wait to see Jackson Holiday, man. Special players also, not Jackson Holiday, perform, uh, produce special trades. And Elias talked about the trade market for pitchers right now. When it comes to the trade market, I think my observation is um, there aren't uh, many teams right now that are um, openly rebuilding. And um, all but a handful of teams seem to be talking very openly about trying to make the playoffs this year. So um, it's there's not a... Um, huge glut of sellers right now, but um, you know that doesn't mean that the trades can happen. Baseball trades, um, and we've had con- we have a lot of ongoing conversations with uh, uh, teams that are going for it, um, and just seeing if we match up parts. And um, some of that's on the starting pitcher side, but a lot of it's been um, on the bullpen side too. And you know we're exploring. Um, a bullpen edition, and um, a lot of those conversations have picked up on the trade front recently. Uh, but, um, you know, we'll just have to see what happens. Here's why I think trades can get more and more difficult, Jeremy. The Philadelphia Phillies and the Arizona Diamondbacks. What they've done the last two postseasons, their runs, mm-hmm. have made people believe. All we got to do is get in. When it happened with Philadelphia, it was a fluke. When it happened with Arizona, no, it was a possibility. I think now teams are less, a little more reluctant to do that quote-unquote rebuild when they're, if I'm two players away, why well, get rid of what I have? Exactly. And yeah. I think being two players away, you might be able to pull those players up. You might be able to pull those players in. You never know. You may get somebody off somebody's, uh, 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 you know, what they consider to be trash can. You may pull the player over. I just think now with the way the playoffs are in baseball, it makes trades not as um, not as what they used to be. Yeah, and you know, I think with the expanded playoffs too, and you, exactly what you're talking about, teams feel like they have a shot. You feel like you have a shot to get in. Like Arizona, if their season went awry this year and mm-hmm. it wasn't, it didn't turn out to be, hey, like they were a team that was stealing bases. It seemed like the new rules really fit them well. Yep. Early on in the season, and then the confidence built, and they were just playing great. Um, but there were some questions like if they weren't in it, would they move a Zach Gallon? Would mm-hmm. they, you know, trade another piece? But now, no, they're they're pushing forward because things are working out. So it makes you wonder. And you also have to have teams that are going through rebuilds that have pieces that you actually want. Mm-hmm. And right now we're talking about starting pitching. So a lot of teams aren't going to be really up for trading away a ton of starting pitching unless you like Dylan Cease being there. That's an interesting name, and I know some people have poo pooed him, but. That's a good ball player, man. He didn't have a great season this year. Still a good ball player. You know, one of the things, one of the biggest questions for Orioles fans right now is what is Mike Elias going to do, what the organization going to do about extending these young players? This is what he had to say. Um, it's so case by case, it's kind of hard for me to opine on your question. I mean, I think, um, you know, the, the, uh, a lot of these um, have yet to play out and they're so fresh. Um, I, I think as somebody that celebrates – baseball and um enjoys it i think we like you know seeing um players stay uh with their teams when they're playing well as as fans um but that's not always what happens with the way that the system's set up and free agency and a lot of the the rights that the players side have uh put in place the last 70 years and you know i've said all along this is something that we kind of quietly uh, work on in the background and you know I, I hope if we find good deals we certainly have good players I hope if we find the, the right deals which is not easy to do that um, you know we're, we're able to add some of those to the list uh, from the Orioles but um, 
you know, you, you, you won't hear about it from me until it's um, until it's uh, out there. See, a lot of people were upset about this yesterday. One thing I don't, I, I, I can't tolerate, Jeremy, is people who can't handle facts, the truth. If you've been watching baseball for the past two decades, what he said is what you've seen. Mm-hmm. You want him to say something different? You want him to lie to you? You want him to make you feel good? You want him to say something in the spirit of Christmas? Or you want him to tell you the truth? That's baseball. Hey, what did I just say to you about the Jim Leland quote, right? Jim Leland just going in the Hall of Fame. He said, if you deceive or lie to your players, you'll lose them forever, right? But if you tell them the truth, you might lose them for 24 hours. They might be upset if the truth hurts, but they'll come back. And the thing about Mike Elias is I always feel like he tells the truth. He never gave us a time, no. time uh, you know, a limit or whatever, however long it was going to take for us to get back in the rebuild. He didn't go, oh, it's going to be four years, five years. It actually happened sooner than what we all thought. And then all the movement, like, I feel like he's been honest without just saying, hey, look at everything, guys. Here's my cards, um, which he shouldn't. He's, he's got to hold some stuff close to the vest. But I feel like he tells us everything we need to know. And he also said to you last summer, and you can find it, Joe. He said last summer because I was there. He sat in the dugout and said this to the media. He said, this was public, I think. Yeah, it was public. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm not going to tell you what we're doing and negotiating and trying to extend players. Because that will mess up the negotiation. He told you that. I'm not telling you. Well, think about it. Like, what did Shohei Otani say? If you, anybody talks about any of the negotiations we've had, I'm pulling out. Yep, I'm done. Nobody wants that. Four ten five eight three one zero five seven. That's the number. Just, Shovels at nine o'clock. Uh, just real quick with Otani. Are you afraid of him going to the Blue Jays? Do yes. you mind him going to the Blue Jays? I'm afraid of that. Okay. I want him out of the AL East. Go, go to, go Dodgers. Dodgers. Don't you have like? Don't you print money? Have a money machine or something back down there? Down to six teams now. Yeah, go, let them go to the Dodgers. Let them mess up the NL West. Don't mess up our division. Shovels at 9 o'clock, but on the other side, Andy Goskin wrote an article uh, on uh, the Orioles and the lease, the Camden Yards, and what's going on with all the madness. He's up next right here on The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hey, one of the biggest things going on right now in Baltimore, Jeremy, is what are the Orioles going to do with this lease? Thought we had a deal in place. Looks like maybe not now. What is the uh, angle right now to the Baltimore Orioles? Joining us right now from the Baltimore Banner, courtesy of the WGK Law guest hotline. He is Andy Costco. What's going on, Andy? Hey, how are you? Doing well. Doing well, Jeremy. Not sitting here. Now, Andy, there's a lot of um, anxiety right now for Orioles fans should there be concerning this lease or this agreement, as you will? Well, the negotiations are more fraught than maybe uh, the announcement on September 28th uh, indicated. Um, it's not done. It should get done. 
it probably will get done. Uh, these things happen. Uh, you know, negotiations go down to the deadline all the time. You know, and, and there's a you know possibility that maybe they extend the deadline a little bit. You know, like they they it, it will get done most likely. It's it's not a huge uh, concern. Uh, really, the the major um, the major worry right now is just that um, it's December fifth, I think it is, and the the lease is not wrapped up because the sides are still apart. Um, it shows a little bit of a. I mean, there's, there's, uh, you know, going to be concerned with that, but eventually it will get done. I, you know, I imagine. Um, but right now the sides are still apart, so that's definitely a uh, an eye opener. So, Andy, is this something that fans should be concerned about, in your opinion, or like I, I've had people tell me multiple rumors that, and most of them I don't believe, but um, is it something they should be concerned about? Because everybody was so happy when they showed the governor and Angelos on the screen, and hey, we got this deal done. Like everybody was excited about that, and then now this kind of feels like a kick in the pills. Yeah, I think there's a definitely a base level of concern that can come with this, um, but I think I still think at the end of the day uh, this will get done. <laughs> you know, it, it might come down to the wire. Uh, you know, happy New Year's for for Orioles fans. You know, if, if they you know if they're going to spend it uh, thinking about the lease, um, it, it eventually will get done. It's very hard to to move a team. There's no way the Orioles are homeless next year. Uh, you know, it's it, it's actually probably harder for this to, to get messed up than them to eventually, uh, you know, remedy it. Um, maybe that means that Angelos has to accept a lease uh, that doesn't have development rights right up front. Um, that's, you know, according to a source, that is kind of the holdup. He, he wants the development rights uh, included in the lease terms, which is what the memorandum of understanding uh, that they agreed upon in September, that's what that says. So he, he would like uh, the state to honor the MOU, um, it's coming down to the wire. So we'll, we'll see if some such a complicated deal can get done. Uh, they might have to separate them and do development rights later and do uh, the traditional lease up front. Uh, but, yeah, there's, there's definitely concern. But I, I still imagine it will get done. Uh, here with Andy Koska from Baltimore Banner. Andy, you talk about the, uh, uh, the, the, the rights that he wants up front. Why exactly, from what you're hearing, is that so important for him to get all of that up front? I think just to follow the what what the MOU was, um, the, you know, what the, what the MOU allows the Orioles, you know, there was not a whole lot of detail in the MOU. It was a, you know, outline basically, um, as as those tend to be. So there's a lot of, you know there's a lot of legalese that needs to happen for a real lease to, to be approved. Um, so that's probably why it's so difficult to get it done on, on a, you know, now we're less than a month away from what the deadline is, but it, it's it, for him, it's important because that is the most attractive part of the new lease. Uh, you know, it, the, the ability to uh, develop the being a warehouse cannon station, uh, some of the parking lots that are around, uh, Camden Yards. He wants to make the Camden Yards area a destination, um, like Atlanta. You know, and, and, yeah, like Atlanta. It will be Atlanta's 13 miles or whatever outside of downtown. So it will be different than that. He would like to revitalize downtown. Is the, is the word you know John Angelos likes to likes to use the revitalized word. Um, so he de- and that's that's a major part of of what the vision is for John Angelos. He wants the development rights so that. Um, 
you know, along with Governor Moore. I mean, you know, I believe Governor Moore also wants uh, to, to revitalize downtown and, and stimulate the economy. And so this is a way they could, you know, they see it as a way they can do it. Um, but, yeah, it's very important to John Angelos. It's, it's the, basically the crux of, of the lease. Uh, it has been the center of the lease for as long as I can remember that, that he wanted development rights. Um, so, yeah, you would like it all in one. Um, it, it might it might not happen, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. It's coming down to the deadline. If they want it to be like Atlanta, are we getting our own Magic City? No? <laughs> kind of wings. Uh, oh, anyway. Hey, Andy, as far as, I mean, some of the stuff uh, off the field and, and the negotiations, uh, all that stuff's going on, but also the winter meetings and things that are happening, um, nothing's going on with the Orioles. Any expectations for you, or what would you like to see them do? Well, John, you know, Mike Elias uh, yesterday said that, you know, there's no no pressure in his mind to, to get a deal done uh, at the winter meetings. Um, that tends to be his forte. Uh, information gathering is, is his favorite winter meetings word, and he used it again yesterday. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think there's necessarily going to be a deal in the next couple of days. Of course, I mean, things can change, but um, he kind of tempered expectations a little bit. Uh, but he definitely he expressed the desire to get, uh, you know, pitching help. Uh, definitely a reliever that could pitch back end innings. Uh, definitely a starting pitcher that, that slots somewhere into that rotation. Um, I'd imagine uh, preferably a top end rotation. Uh, I know Dylan Cease is an option that they are you know considering as, as a trade. The trade market is definitely an avenue the Orioles will probably consider most heavily uh, just because they are they have not shown a willingness in previous years of course it's, it's different now that they are a win now team but uh splashing for a large free agent contract is, is not something that's expected so uh you know a trade option allows them to have a, a player under team control a little bit longer you know dylan cease for instance has two years of team control um he's an arbitration uh Logan Gilbert from the Mariners has, I believe, four years of team control. And there's a lot of other Mariners' arms that, that they could look at. Uh, Marco Gonzalez, who, who's not a, you know, not a big upgrade on, on anybody they do have, but uh, does have history of 200 innings. Um, he's, I believe, has two years of team control. Um, so those options, you know, if, if you do it via trade, it's a little bit more payroll-friendly for the Orioles, and I imagine that's the way they go. Andy Koska, Baltimore Banner. Andy has no offseason. Andy, tell folks – in Baltimore, how to follow you on social media. Yeah, well, first off, subscribe to the Baltimore Banner. If you, if you would, that's great. And uh, <laughs> you can look up uh, you can look us up on uh, Twitter or Threads. I'm on Threads now. Threads? I got to get on there. That's awesome. Hey, Andy, thanks a lot, my friend. Thank you. All right, Andy. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, great. Uh, you know, like, look, it's a big concern with, with everything that's going on with the birds. And, you know, we're all focused on what they're going to do in the offseason and hearing all that stuff. It just it gets people frustrated. What are you doing? I'm frustrated. Because you burned your popcorn. I burned half the damn bag. Pop, why is popcorn the most sensitive thing ever? Like, you could put it in. I was just telling you, you put it in for two minutes, and like, damn, where are all these seeds? It, look at it. The whole thing popped, but it didn't. But it wasn't even two minutes to burn. Mm. Sensitive-ass popcorn. Sensitive-ass popcorn, man. Yeah. Offended. Let's Snowflakes. Go to, let's go to Rosedale and get Antonio. What's up, Antonio? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Doing well. How are Good. you? Good. Happy Taco Tuesday, guys. Same to you, bro. Same to you. What prospect most likely gets traded 
and a Dale this off season. Have a wonderful day, guys. You do too. That's um, a hard question to answer. I yeah. think it's multiple if they make a big trade. Real trade. Yeah. Um, Real Ortiz. Is that who you think it is? Great glove. Uh, probably the best glove. What in the, the prospect? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the infield, and I, I just. I love the idea of getting Dylan Cease, and I, I've told you this before. Who did I compare Grayson Rodriguez to? I think he's Dylan Cease, yeah. but he's starting off better than Cease did. Um, I think there's some similarities with the strikeouts and the, the power arm, at times giving up some base hits at times, but being able to get through some of those games, I think mm-hmm. that's the makeup he has, and he's just going to get better and better. Um, but I love the idea of Dylan Cease, depending on what you're giving up. Well, the Ravens, uh, RB1 emerged with the Baltimore Ravens and what they continue to use the committee. We'll talk about that at 930. But on the other side, Jeremy, come on, you got shovels? Yeah, we got shovels. I'm going to give my shovels to some of the ladies out there. A lot of viral YouTube videos out of women complaining about men not picking up stuff for them, not buying them things. It's something I, one video I want to I talk to you about. All right. It should be fun. If you have a shovel, give us a call. Give us a text, 410-583-1057. Hit us up on Twitter. At BBMS 1057 Fan, Shovel's next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.